Oh, there's my pumpkin. How about them Spurs, though? Still keep winning. Still yeah, don't drop the games one, yeah. that they would normally drop against the like they played, they played mostly mostly well in that game, but I take little, it. A little shaky second half, but yeah. Yeah, you take it. Um, that's better I than think, what they've uh, been doing past Monday seasons. Will... At least you're not Man U. Mon- oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or Chelsea. Or Chelsea with Pochettino. Yeah, brutal. I, I, for some when reason, I just am dreading that game on Monday. It just feels like narrative, narratively, it's, yeah, Chelsea's been struggling. We're, you know, on the uh, ascendancy, oh. and then all of a sudden, just like, yeah, and our estranged father comes yeah, back. Comes to beat us for our first loss of the year. So. <laughs> yeah. But, dad, no, no. yeah. But how many players actually bear any relation to the team that he commanded? There wouldn't be many left. Yeah, it's just son. Just son? It's just son. Yeah. And, and that'll be happy smiley because son is yeah. happy smiley. I think that's <laughs> the only one that's left. Like, or, uh, ben Davis, but Ben Davis has been there since even before that. So. And is he, he even part huh. of the starting eleven? Don't think he is. No, I think he st- he started. Um, he st- he started the other day because Udogi was. Uh, oh, had a raid. Uh, yeah, had a suspension. Cool. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, joining you from lovely Las Vegas Valley uh, in the beautiful state of Nevada, this is uh, Sir Griff, Sir Andrew Griffley the Third, joined by, uh, on the rare occasion, from my uh, beautiful lady, uh, Lady uh, Kelowat, uh, the, the Duchess of Henderson, uh, freshly <laughs> off our. Uh, are uh, carousing with the elites of the uh, of the United States uh, back in Vegas uh, in our uh, castle, aka uh, 950 square foot uh, townhome. Uh, well, and joined by our friend from uh, far away by cutting edge, only available to the rich technology, able to see him in clear 480p video. Uh, it is our friend Tony. Hello, Tony. Howdy. Um, I just wanted to know if I got a title, could I get a lord? Ooh. Yeah, uh, yep. Lord Lord Anthony of uh, <laughs> Venice. So I just keep making you Italian. <laughs> I think you just permanently. <laughs> now, can I ask? I'll never get rid of that bit. Can I ask, were you hanging out with the Trumps? Is this what we're talking about when we're talking about royal families? Was it the Trumps? Was it about directly? There is no, there were no direct relations of the Trump family. No, Don Jr. In the house. No, no, No I didn't run into him anyways. No, Um, no, uh, just just one exceedingly wealthy person was was there uh, who shall go unnamed. But we did get to go to a fancy party. Uh, It was my first chance to go to a billionaire's house and go to a billionaire's party. Mm -hmm. It was a lovely time. it, it was, um, it was, I got to give it up. It was definitely over the top. 
but Kelly, you're here with us. So why don't you, why don't we talk through that weekend, uh, our weekend uh, hobnobbing with the elites in Beverly Hills? Huh? Well, just For before sure. you get into it. Now, this was an event that uh, Kilowatt was invited to because she is a sorority sister of a um, this particular rich person. Is that correct? We don't want to disclose name because yes. these people are elite. Yes. They are part of yeah. um, the elite that Alex Jones rails against all the time. So That's right. they are powerful yeah. people. We didn't see, we didn't run into a single gay frog. <laughs> uh, we didn't run into... Uh, any adrenochrome, oh. like the bar was not stuck with adrenochrome yeah. or anything. It was, um, it was seemingly perfectly normal. Yeah. Normal. Oh. Yeah. So you attended yeah, this we, sorority party. Of course, we, we all know that you are powerful within that, that body, kind of like Phobes. You, uh... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 this was a mooching situation. <laughs> um, hardly. No, but it was, it was honestly, it was, it was a lovely event. And I will start by saying when I got the invitation, I thought this has to be a mistake. I do not know why I am being asked to go to this and being extended an invitation. Um, it was quite the surprise. Now, um, but was your first reaction, maybe they've heard the podcast. They know I'm associated with a great podcast. <laughs> I, yes, as is being uh, invited as a, a member of of the press, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps yep. potentially someone with a, a slice of influence. If, um, if you'll remember, we are noted as one of the most impartial uh, press outfits in the nation, based on true. the Media Matters survey of mm-hmm. earlier this year. I, I think we were uh, most trusted and most impartial. Uh, yes, straight down the center on both. On yes. both. So we'll, we'll chalk up the invitation to that. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. So, so we were invited and, um, we, we arrived in Beverly Hills. We got there, you know, the day before. Um, Right. Well, first I would like to, mm -hmm. I'm going to Malika this chronologically and say we, um, we did, uh, we didn't arrive in Beverly Hills. We did arrive in Marina Del Rey at the, before this party, I did just have to be me and continue uh, being alive and staying in normal person hotels. So you know what my normal ass was doing? Was Hilton pointing it up. Uh, I was at the Doubletree. I was like, and and they gave me my free cookie. My ass was eating a cookie. And I will say we were just us uh, until about 2 p.m. on, on uh, noon-ish on Friday, maybe, when we, we did go to the Firestone Walker Propagator and yeah, we enjoy ourselves. Yeah, we before it closed. A nice sandwich and a couple of delicious beers, including a kick-ass barrel-aged beer, barrel-aged stout. Not, not surprisingly from from Firestone Walker, but um, and then the next day. So when we did go to Beverly Hills, and I just want to preface all this trip to the Four Seasons with this is that, Kel, do you want to tell them what car I got to pick us up to go to Beverly Hills? Well, it it was like it was a lift. But it was yeah. uh, okay. That's uh-huh. not the highlight. <laughs> I get to that point where it was kind of a we weren't expecting it to be anything, you know. Okay. My goodness gracious! Let a person tell a story. Yeesh! How do you do this every week, Tony? My goodness. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so you order up a lift, and the actually lesser expensive option was like what, like. I can't only think of the equivalent of it's like Uber Black. 
But it was it was through. yeah like a lift black and yep. it was an Infinity QX60 which was actually pretty dope. Nice. It was a giant black SUV. So you used to roll up to the Beverly Wilshire, which for those of you who are movie buffs, it is the the hotel featured in Pretty Woman. And um, I'm sure that's right in line with your demographic. Anywho, so we yeah we get to roll up to that and in a nice fancy black car walk in. It is stunning hotel it is beautiful like there are just like the most lavish enormous eight feet tall floral arrangements it smells amazing it's marble everywhere so we walk in we we go and it's what noon and we're asked like can we just you know can we check our bags and figuring we can't get in until check-in time which is at three and they're like oh we already have a room ready for you amazing great go upstairs I open the door. This room is enormous. Right. Like this was not the whatever balcony standard, you know, king room that we <laughs> yeah. had reserved. It was a small apartment. Yeah, so like seven hundred fifty square feet, I would say, uh, and like four hundred of it is bathroom. It was in, <laughs> huge, insane <laughs> bathroom. Separate living area. Yeah, massive, like. Massive bathroom, separate vanity with like the light up mirror. It's like beautiful stand up shower, big bathtub, awesome toiletries, which is always, you know, I have to inspect first because that's what I want to know. It was stunning. It was beautiful. It's like a little like vestibule when you first walk in. Yep. It's amazing. Visits. It's a beautiful hotel. It, it's, a, it's a four seasons. I'm usually not a, of course, me with any hotel, I'm like, what the hell's the point structure here? Do I get points? <laughs> and they don't have, there's apparently no rewards. They have no rewards. Uh, they don't need rewards. The four seasons. <laughs> Is this mm-hmm. Because the first thing I go, I start digging through the like, it's not an in flight magazine, you're in a hotel. The, whatever the hotel's branded in magazine mm-hmm. is, it's like, you know, you could have a unique experience. Uh, fly on the Four Seasons private jet to your next destination. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'm doing that now. This who I this is who I am now. Um so yeah, it was a it was beautiful hotel. It had um the hotel restaurant was the uh, original location of Cut by Wolfgang Puck, um, which was actually pretty dope. Um we didn't actually get to eat there, but uh we go to the lounge. We did get to go to the lounge, which made really great cocktails. So the best thing about this weekend is Kelly gets invited to this weekend and it's part of the chair the the foundation that surrounds her uh, uh, sorority organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, my expectation is okay. We're gonna um, we have a dinner Friday at the ho- at the hotel in like the ballroom or whatever. They're gonna there's gonna be pitches. There's gonna be a program, you know, or something like that. And we know we have this business meeting thing the next day. And I figure that'll be some more of the same. But uh, you know, at least around it, we have these cool events. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not true. So Friday, we pretty much just go in. They they. Load you up with cocktails mm-hmm. at the open bar. Good cocktails too. Um, four roses bourbon at a just like hotel <laughs> like, um, which is an amazing bourbon, but it's good bourbon for just like a wedding bar essentially. It's not real. Yeah, and then crazy good hotel food. A nice piece of sea bass with bok choy and black rice and all this stuff. I'm like this is good as hell. This is a fire dinner mm-hmm. to have. And the beet salad was really good. And there's this like, with, like cheese, like mousse. Yep. 
it's pretty standard food for like a event like this, but really, really, really well executed. Yep, uh, good uh, cocktails, uh, and there was no no programming whatsoever. They just loaded us up with booze, Mix could not mingle. stop refilling your wine glass, and then they were like, "All right, see ya." You know, go you can go hang out in the lounge and keep drinking if you want. And you're like, yeah. "All right." They spoke for probably five minutes, just saying like, "Welcome, thank you." Mm-hmm. You know, here's we look forward to having so much fun with you. Blah blah blah, and it was out. Like they were, they were to the point. Yep. They weren't going to belabor anything. So next day, this is my favorite. One of my this is probably my favorite meal is the breakfast the next day. Which is just like buffet style in the cut steakhouse. And (laughs) you know it's luxury right away. You go in and you see the scrambled eggs and they are the softest, like almost dipping eggs, like softest scrambled eggs you've ever seen. Like they've been, they were whipping those things the whole time they were cooking these motherfuckers. Um, And just a big pile of chives and and oyster mushrooms and stuff to put on your eggs. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. That is that was probably my favorite thing I ate (laughs) the whole weekend. These eggs, which you know, whatever they're just they were just so well done. When you make a big hotel pan full of eggs and to get them that quality, like that texture, yep, it's insane to me to think about having to do that. I can't fathom having to do that. I just need to remember this moment, though, that that was your favorite thing. Because, one, you always say that you're not a big egg guy. I'm not, and no. Two, but when you do them like this, it's crazy. You get razzed for, oh, what was Kelly's favorite thing? The $6 cornbread. Like, at our at the fancy barbecue week menu at V. Like, so now I have counterpoint. I mean, I only paid, we only paid for one of these meals. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm free from that. Oh, so <laughs> you like the free eggs. Yeah, I like the free eggs. They're good. I will um, say an egg done right, there's too. nothing better because they're so easy to get mediocre eggs, especially when you're oh, not 100%. in control of them. Like most scrambled eggs, even at high-end places, are fairly crap. I'm super picky yeah. with my scrambled eggs. It has to, It has to still have some like, they can't be overcooked and dry and terrible. Need a shit right. ton of to be butter. A little loose, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, right, and you yes. don't want to oh, add yeah. any milk no. or cream. None of that bullshit. Pure mm-hmm. egg, just mm-hmm. but bit of butter, and just the right technique. These were stupid good. They were delicious. Yep. And um, I'll also say the another point of luxury, and we did pay for this. That nobody gave us this. Blue Bottle Coffee was around the corner. Tony, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Blue Bottle. Oh, like I'm very familiar. Coffee. Sort of, I haven't yeah. had them, but I'm I'm familiar. They're fantastic. So right around the corner. So in the morning, I wake up and just the bottle Kenya pour over. Then right the first thing in the morning. I mean that kicked ass. And we have the short event, like we have the program, which is like one hour of telling us, you know, updates uh, on the uh, updates on the status the of state of things and um, you know what plans are for the future. And uh, they had a a brief like speaker, but. Short and sweet. One of, yep. my, one of my friends who's also there, she was calling at the timeshare meeting, which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it did have a little bit of that vibe to it, just in hotel and everything. Yeah, you're just sitting there, and um, they've you know they've got some you know, updates to make and video to watch and whatever. But then immediately we like we we leave there and we get on these like very nice. Like, Go down to these really. Any coaches they're like not like sprinter vans they're bigger they're um and then we go and we go to lunch so we've just like had we've had breakfast and now we're immediately after lunch and 
this is like the lunch that never ends. There was at least four courses. And we sit down and like, you know, everyone's being seated and they're starting to like, they're pouring wine and like, okay, here, like, you know, they bring out pizza for the table because it was an Italian restaurant. Pizza was the first course we, you know, we had the pizza Mm -hmm. and then they bring out this huge salad. Everyone gets a big spinach salad. I can't remember what else was on there. Um, And they're like, okay, great. Get that away. Oh, and then the 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 pasta course comes out. I'm like, oh my god, okay. So then there's like some honey pomodoro. There's like a risotto with it, and you're like, okay, really starting to get full. And then they're like, okay, and next comes out it's like the second course. They're bringing out um, what was it like? Bronzino, bronzino, and chicken and scalpini, scalpini with like a, oh. a lemon butter sauce. So it was, but it was for like a three tables. It was six fillets of everything. Four people, and we're like, oh, felt so wasteful, honestly. And the food was only okay at this place. That was wasn't fine. the highlight it at wasn't all. But, anything great. Um, it was, it was nice. It was a pleasant enough place to go. Yeah. More interestingly, they load us all up and throw us onto this. Uh, they drive us to the top of a mountain, essentially, and we go to the Getty Museum. Um, where we get like private tours of the museum really fast though, very expedited to kind of run you around and show you all the impressionism and some of the um, earlier Renaissance art. It is pretty cool. The guy, it's funny to think about the guy is like a beer shit Lord of art. That's the funniest part about JP Getty is that he didn't actually collect anything based on its merits necessarily no. of just artwork he just wanted the fucking dopest names in art yeah. it's like a yeah. guy just buying fucking me- me- mega stouts all the time it's very mm-hmm. funny to walk around there because i mean it kicks ass it's it's cool to see all this art in one place you're like damn there's every yeah. imp- dega next to a manet mm-hmm. next to a renoir next it's to it you know amazing but you're like oh this dude's just like it's like collecting fucking bourbon counties or whatever or he's just got like a i have every i have every fucking vsoj I got them all. Yeah, you know, which is what you, which is what you want if your whole idea is just showing off your collection. Because it's not about consuming art; it's not about a curated um, personal vision. It's right. just about showing off, like mm-hmm. your biggest cans, your, shit, your yep. biggest whales, and and this is just yeah, a building of whales, really. It, it is, and so that was fun. It was a very unusual place to go. It was really beautiful up there. The view down into the city is amazing. And they take you back, and, and I guess this is the highlight. We go back, we change. You have to get into it's not black tie, but like fancy cocktail attire. So I had, I had bought a new suit. Um, mm-hmm. Ellie had a very fashionable, um, high fashion dress that she was wearing, so it looked amazing. And we go to this lady's house, and she's uh, one of the you know hundred richest, fifty to one hundred richest people in the country. Yep. But the so they load us up into these little like sprinter vans essentially. Ours was like the party one too. Not all. I mean, ours looked like a party like, union. Yeah. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> right. It was very funny. It was kind of. They load us all in there. There's got to be twenty of them at least, and, oh, and maybe ton, thirty. Yeah. And they're just loading loading so you through. Fun. It takes you. It takes everyone a while to get all the way through the like ID checks and crossing off the lists and everything. You walk out, and you never actually see their house. If everything like is set up out by the tennis courts or whatever, but you don't notice it's tennis courts, you'd never know. Mm-mm. Walk in and they have a full bar constructed, full bar just built in the middle of this area. There's servers lining the entryway with like Aperol spritz, champagne, mm-hmm. 
hors d'oeuvres. Oh, every, just, you're walking in, there's like, here you go, grab some. It's literally like a receiving line. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, this is so over the top. All like, you know, tuxes, essentially. Yeah, right? we all had like red, like red jackets because everything was red and white. Yeah. And there's this the huge bar there is just like custom like lighting every like all over and there's like one of those i don't even know what the right term for it is but when you can have kind of like imagine like the bat signal but like it's a like projection panic, like a big moving like, projection just panning around with, moving around yeah and they've got and there's outdoor heaters and they've got this like big huge display with you know here's like the seating chart and everyone's listed on there and then finally, like, they, they, oh, and your favorite part. Live music at the yeah. cocktail portion was an electric sitar player who was singing pop tunes, playing the sitar, which I just, thought was unbelievable. Well, I love this guy. He was so good. It's great. It was really great. It was just wild. And then they lead you down this custom red carpet, which has like this organization's. Yeah, oh, yeah, with like an archway. Yeah. And uh, uh, it has like big mottos, you know, the, yeah. the, for the organization. Mm-hmm printed on it and then you walk in and uh there's a 15 piece live band playing so like <laughs> insane with full horn section you know guitar two guitars two uh bass drums uh four vocalists you're like holy shit this is crazy um and then this whole thing was totally constructed the ceiling is made to look like the, you're inside of a carnation essentially um, gotcha so mm-hmm. the carnation of relevant flower for this group. Yeah, and it's just and, like all ripply and it's beautiful and and yeah, it was incredible. But you, you walk in and like every table is just several different settings of of table and yep. some of them are um you know, we had ours looked like it had a like very large low so you could see over it like wedding cake of carnations and candles. And it's just this massive centerpiece and there were some that had um just like different like kind of like abstract sculptures and some that had some uh, of the centerpieces cost more than our whole wedding oh no doubt Um, yeah so these things are crazy wild great bar great Mm -hmm. drinks at the bar they're making nice cocktails they made signature cocktails and stuff they have um good wine passing around like pretty good wine i felt like tom wamsgans was picking the wine out but whatever the um and i'd say the mo- so the band crazy the food was was very good um nothing like nothing super stand out but everything very good and and yummy the the mashed potatoes oh, the mashed potatoes were amazing I'm yeah sorry, the they were win win buffet level mashed potatoes yeah but then um the the real over the top moment to me was when they had a performance in the middle I was probably three members of like the LA Ballet or something performing a, a ballet with these custom made like wings signifying an owl, which is a relevant bird to this particular organization. They did a full like all ballet with some custom music, I think, too, or maybe like some custom arrangements at least. Something. It wasn't anything I, I knew or recognized. So you're like, what but- is going? Yeah, which is crazy. Two movements, like there yeah, were two movement ballet got performed in the middle of this event. Um, it was just insane. It was just so over the top. It was the wedding that you're like, this is the like the most insane thing. That I can't yeah. believe anyone can afford to do this. Yep. I'm sure it cost upwards of a quarter million dollars to put this thing on, but um, it was uh, it was 
astounding to see the way that you can live when you just have enough money to throw at anything and just say, like, make my vision happen. Yes. That is, uh, you know what? I wish <laughs> for a party that's not dangerous. Uh, when you say make my make my uh, space vision happen, like Elon Musk, then it be, then you start to have put people's lives at risk. So uh, in this uh, in this scenario, it was maybe the um, we got the be- we got to see the best side of the outcome of having way too much fucking money, but. It was well, fun to be a part of it, I guess. That's what I was getting to say. What separates this tier from sort of the tier of money below it is at an event like this, you can essentially do away with all the corporate bullshit. So all the corporate speeches, all the things that you yep. thought you mm-hmm. were going to have to put up with, more of that timeshare sort of like shilling for donations because they're at a wealth level where that doesn't really matter. It's about... No. Um, being able to do it without sort of that, that, I don't want to say red tape, but sort of that sort of over-the-top donor. Well, you don't have that hassle. Yeah. You don't have that obligation sitting on you, you know, that you have to make your company happy or you have to make your um, – they, they're happy, just yeah. like, oh, all these, all these people are relevant to the growth of our little thing here, so they all get to have fun. Yep. You know, that's the point of this really is nothing besides that. And maybe by all of them having fun, they'll think about donating more, you know. But um, it, it was uh, it, it was an interesting and kind of cool thing to go to. It, it was fun because all of most of I think all of Kelly's chapter here in Vegas uh, were invited, wow. and um, so that we weren't the only people of you know relative uh, normal uh, normal means to, yep. to be able to go. So right, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So it was nice to be able to sort of. <laughs> have that crutch to be like, isn't this fucking crazy? Yep. You know, but it was, it was pretty wild. And Hey, listen, I recommend to our listeners, if a billionaire invites you to a party, uh, think about it at least. Okay. Uh, You kind of have to make sure you hit the right level. Uh, If Elon Musk invites you to a party, I would maybe not go. Yeah. He might cut your head off or something. You got to look at where that guy's head is. Yep. But uh, if you can hit the middle where they don't really have any corporate responsibility whatsoever, then that's an interesting proposition, really. <laughs> that's where you want to go. Yeah, so you're saying Coke Brothers is the perfect sort of area you want to be aiming at? Ooh, that might be too rich still, i got to be honest with you. But <laughs> now, Speaking of Coke Brothers... We did see uh, there, we were staying at a Four Seasons hotel in Beverly Hills, so we did see a bunch of ambul- ambulances sitting outside the fucking place all the time, which I can only assume had a lot to do with coke. I'm sure um, it did. Yeah. It, it, it being ingested in copious amounts. One of the guys who was around was uh, a cop in the area here, and he was like, "Yeah, we saw this girl was having a rough go of it. Looked <laughs> like she needed medical attention." Like, oh shit. Um, so there was some shit going on. Uh, did not manage to spend the whole weekend around wealth without even laying a laying a finger on that stuff. Just uh, nothing, nothing but uh, high end bourbon and barrel aged Negronis for me. I'm good. That's how I would like to indulge. I've got to be honest. Rather than uh, than like wasting that time away with a fast heartbeat, I can have that for free yeah. just with bad eating. I don't need white powder so, for that. Right, I can <laughs> fuck myself up. No, any number of ways. Yep. The um. So speaking of getting ourselves all fucked up, so we are temporarily back in the middle class, at least. Um, 
<laughs> Segway. I'm, I'm talking about Beautiful. Australia, baby. We're going to be, we're going to be, uh, I'm the expert. Uh, now we, we have to stay away from, we're, we're out of elite living for a while until we get on the plane to Australia where, where we get to the uh, lay flat bled, bled, lay flat bed, <laughs> among other things. Uh, and Kelly gets her ice cream sundae. But uh, I thought we'd talk, since we do have Kelly here, she's going to be joining, uh, joining me on this trip. Joining us, I almost said Tony. Me and Tony are going, but Kelly gets to come along. Um, so I thought we'd ask Kelly what some of the things that she's the most excited for, maybe even in the food area. That's um, I know you've got a few on your mind that you're really got your eyes on from a Australian food and Bev standpoint. So why don't you give us some of the some of the highlights here, and we'll let Tony uh, give his reaction here. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to have Lamingtons. Yeah. I. And my question, I think I asked Andy the other day is, like, how many can you eat, like, at a time? I think and it's I dependent think it on the size, right? Like, don't you can be a lamington can be as big or as small as you want it, it seems. Right? Yeah, like they're, they're usually small. Well, maybe they're like lamington size. Can I have about four? Yes, you can have four. This is the thing. It's a, it's a light sponge cake. This is not a dense dessert because I know you're planning to go some up to some over-the-top places, but what we'll have to do is get you a supermarket version of a lamington. They're not like a Twinkies that stay fresh forever, but they'll stay fresh for a week. Um, so they're the sort of like non-fancy version of a lamington. They're a non-homemade version, which is honestly the best. If you can get a CWA lady to make you one, they're magnificent. The sponges are lighter. Um the coatings are thinner, okay. there's more coconut, but we probably won't get one of those. Yeah. But you will no doubt get some oh. fancy ones. I think you're hitting up a fancy Lamington place. They may be bigger yeah. and richer, but a Lamington by its very nature is designed to have with a cup of tea, and so therefore you can have quite a few of them. So I hope that puts your mind at ease. Yes. Yeah, she's okay. Now she feels fine. Oh, I can have eight. That's not a problem. Yeah. Now, um, there are sort of two versions of the Lamington. The more store bought one doesn't have okay. the jam in it, but traditionally it was always two layers mm. of sponge with jam in the middle or jelly um, and then okay. coated with with um, chocolate and then coconut. It does sound good. I'm so um, one thing I'm pumped about, Tony, and I don't know if Cal, if you agree, is. Uh, some of the seafood yes. that we're going to get into, huh? Yeah, I, I think some of these weird. I, I, I've been looking through. Um, I was looking at a fish and chip place, Tony. Um, in now, this is actually in the Sydney area, but um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the. Uh, Are you what going- the name of the? Fish. What's the fish they use for fish and chips there, Tony? What's the what's the popular well, one? In um, Victoria, we use uh, flake. But I'm not sure whether that's the one. I think it was. To. I think it will be. I believe it was flake. Could be gummy uh, shark I think as that's, well. Gummy shark was also one of them. That's right. Yep. That's one I want to try. Yeah, fucking um, phenomenal fish. Uh, I love it. There's never any bone in it because sharks have cartilage. Uh, if it's not prepared right, it can be a bit ammonary. Emo- <laughs> have a bit of ammonia Ammoni- taste to it. But that's a really Ooh, shitty sure. fish and chip shop joints but the places you're talking about that won't be an issue i love it it's flaky it's delicious goes perfectly in a beer batter um i love that's my go-to fish um because that's what i grew up on i always grew up on either flake which is just generic shark or gummy which is kind of like the rolls royce of sharks yeah 
Kelly's afraid of shark, I think. You're a little bit anxious about eating shark. Yeah. Okay, if I can... If you think you're eating Jaws. She thinks she's eating... She thinks Jaws is coming out. What Jaws is coming out? It's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know. Well, we have them in abundance mm-hmm. in our ocean, so therefore we're not putting great strain on the environment. And also the flesh is very white and flaky, so there's it's a white fish. Mm-hmm. This isn't an oily fish by any nature. Okay. Uh, probably closest to a cod, but um, probably not quite as light and flaky as that. But still, it it just forks away. It breaks off beautifully. Um, it's hard to hard to fuck up. Actually, that's the great advantage of it. It's hard to dry it out, and it's um, very very mild in flavour. So I, I want to put you a mind at ease that it is not a strong flavour right. fish in any. Manner. But we've also got plenty of other seafood. Um, you'll have to try some Australian sushi. We've got our own take on it, apparently, according to yes. TikTok anyway. And there's a woman in New York that's creating havoc because she opened up an Australian sushi shop. And how dare she? She's not Japanese. Yes. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Like, um, the authenticity argument is so bizarre to me. Um, yep. I, I get that you don't want to be stealing recipes from, like, old Mexican grandmas and painting them off as your own, but learning a technique and applying it in a new way is just fucking Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri sticks pulled pork in a fucking sushi roll and nobody called him like, Oh, he's not Japanese. He can't make sushi. Cause most of us said like, well, that's just a whole other thing, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Um, but, so I don't I don't see why this is any different than that. Yeah, we'll have to get you some scallops and some Aussie oysters as well at, at different times. I, I love those things. I think we have yeah. some of the best. Um, our mussels are pretty good as well. So I'm a big Yum. Yes. big rep for Australian seafood. All the shellfish. And Tony, right. I know you've been acquiring chips for yep. us to eat, and I think I think I like I like eating a chip, but I think Kelly might be over the same time. I'm so excited. Oh, my favorite things is to go to the local grocery store and wander around, especially in the chip aisle. Like it is so much fun to go and see all like varieties of flavors, things you would never have access to. Yep. Like when we were in the Faroe Islands, we got those, I don't know what were they called? I can't remember what they were called, but they were like, they were like chicken chicken and fries. fries. Yeah. And there was little like crispy fry sticks. And then there are these like little, like drumsticks and they were kind of like almost like waffly and like puffed. Yeah. And they were so great. They were good. Yeah. There's unusual chips. And and so Tony, I know you've gotten the subway ones. We have the, uh, one second. um, I'll just get those other random ones. I can model them for Kelly. Okay, great. That's what we need. Yep. Chip modeling. So that's going to be exciting. Lots of different chips. Kelly, I know you're also excited for, I know I'm excited for, hopefully you're excited for, uh, getting yourself a Parma. Oh, there's a whole bag of chips coming. I'm so excited. Okay, she's already she's already looking at. She's so already forgotten about what I whatever I said was useless. Tote bag of chips. It's full of magic. But yes, I'm also excited for a chicken parma, especially because there's ham on it. There's ham on it. Yep, that's good. Okay, okay there's some shapes. We got the chicken parmy shapes. She's very excited. We got the Donut King Cinnamon Donut Twisties. That's a good one. So Twisties are our version of Cheetos. So imagine a sweet Cheeto. Uh, Oh, okay. That's kind of like the... Yeah, it's kind of like the Cinnamon Twister from Taco Bell. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a Taco Bell item. Yeah. You've got the 
Native Ooh. honey and orange. Orange with kettle cracked chips. pepper kettle chips. That mm -hmm. sounds good. I'm into that. Uh, oh, oh god. Uh, okay, here's the subway meatball sub. Chips, yeah, hell yeah. Oh and last but not least. Yes, that's right. Red the red rooster, rooster uh, chicken burger. Uh, yep. chips. Beast. Yeah, this is gonna be we're gonna be able. Tony, I'm I am um uh I'll skip ahead a little bit here and I'll say I am planning on bringing some beer. I have made I'm trying to bring beers from our uh beer our brewery of the year um winners. So I have one half acre barrel age can I'm gonna bring, which I think is gonna be a win. I have a couple rev cans. I know they haven't won anything here, but. Um, we will do some rev barrel age. And Tony, I put in a special order for Australia purposes of some IPA and a barrel age stout from Burial. Uh, I have wow. not done a burial order in months, so I got a triple IPA, a beer I've talked about on here probably 20 times amidst a theoretical psychobabble or something, I think is what it's called. It's a triple IPA heavy resin. And then they had a barrel aged stout. They they don't do a, a tremendous amount of barrel aged stout. Yep. They just do like those weekly sweet stouts. They had a barrel aged one just sitting on the website for me to buy. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it was barrel aged with metal aged vanilla beans. So bur bourbon barrel aged beer, but the vanilla beans had been tossed through a mezcal barrel, which I think is going to be really interesting, interesting. for us. Yeah. It, yeah it will be we'll see if. Yeah, I think it'll be. We'll see how much smoke comes through when you put it. I don't know how much smoke comes through if you stick a vanilla bean in a mezcal. I mean, barrel. I'm so sensitive right. to it, and then it makes everything taste like ham to me. So we'll have some some of that. I did measure that I can take through about 150, li uh, 150 liters, 150 ounces. Right, that'd be great. 150 ounces. So that should be plenty of room to. And I, yeah. I'm going to throw a Beechwood IPA in there too. Hey, and if you have so to pay duty, have you have to pay duty. duty. We'll sort it out on the other end. <laughs> Oh, I'll be fine. There's two of us. We get, we get, we get. I think I'll be, I think I'll be clear, but we will find out. Um, um, just back to the Palmer because I was, I was busy doing. Sure. Stuff. I didn't get to sort of discuss it. The important thing with the Palmer is not to have it as a fancy place. The idea of a Palmer is to have it at a just a decent pub. So that's where you should be having those. It's like you have somewhere that has like clean lines and decent food. Um, that's where you want to try the Palmer. And they should be they should be good everywhere. I, I find it really odd because I'm so used to the ham thing. That to me is just that is chicken palm is the ham. And, yeah. and then you've got a extra special because I love ham. Ham is my favorite. Like ham is my favorite breakfast meat. I don't like bacon. Fine sausage. Fine ham. I'm all over it. A plus at yep. the holidays. I want ham. Yep. Turkey, whatever. A roast. Turkey sucks. Fuck turkey. I want animals. This podcast has a strong stance. This podcast network, in fact. Yes. The, the Tony <laughs> Podcast Network has a strong stance on turkey, and it's that it can go to hell. And uh, We don't really have a strong stance on much else, but turkey, turkey we're ready to fucking destroy that shit. And something that isn't on your list that I think falls into the um, territory of turkey, it's kangaroo. I've had it. A couple oh, of times just, where it's decent, yeah. but most of the mm. time it's a garbage animal. That's why we don't eat it. If it was yeah. so delicious, we would eat it more often. Because big, like it's a big rat that can jump. Yeah, it is. Punch in. They are everywhere I, in I'm, the countryside. I'm not a fan of the gimmick 
the gimmick meat. Iceland, we didn't do it either. No. Uh, there's the Iceland shit that's like the fermented shark and stuff. Yep. And um, Icelanders will tell you to your face. They say, like, there's nobody ever eats that here. We mm-hmm. eat normal things. Um, yep. If you want to eat, like, Iceland or Fort Faroese food, the easiest stuff to eat is, like, seafood or lamb. Really. Yep. And I'm guessing that's the same shit for you. You guys eat a lot of lamb, too. Yeah, yeah we here. do. And, and you'll see that on a lot of menus. Too, and yeah. I would take advantage of it because it's generally treated fairly well um, as far as once yeah. it's in the kitchen. And it's actually treated well in farming practices. That's something that you'll you'll note um, because we're less fair factory farms. 95% of our yep. beef mm-hmm. is grass-fed. So Amazing. Killer. Yeah. Delicious. Not, not grass right. finished, grass fed from go to woe. I have a question just to go back to yep. the chicken parmas. Are those are those served with chips? Of oh, course yeah. they're served with chips and often okay. a side. So talk to, me, talk to me about the chips. Like what kind of chip is it? Okay. So, so I need to know the status of the chip. At most places, what it will be is like a steak fry or a bistro fry. Mm-hmm. But it can range anywhere from a shoestring to, at a really shitty place, a wedge. Wedges are fucking awful. Uh, don't get me started mm-hmm. on the wedge. I have a strong stance on the wedge. Um, I was thinking it was m- mainly like a, um, uh, like your British fish and chip chip, right? Like a yeah. chunky chip type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into that because I, I feel like I'm in the minor- minority on on how I like fries. I like them. Squishy. I don't like a crispy fry. I don't like. I she doesn't know. She's not. She's not saying the right thing. She. You don't like the hard, crispy all the way through. You like it fluffy, mashed potato in the middle. You don't mind a little like crunch on the outside. If I poke fry or the chip and it doesn't give, I don't want it. <laughs> I like my chips to shatter. I like them to be glass. I'm a textured dude. I like my crunch. Me too. I'm the same way. Yeah. No. See, it's this is why it works to share fries because this is why I'm married. Yeah, I eat them all. That are crunchy and it works out great. We're not fighting over fries, but I, yeah, we went to McDonald's one time and she's like, Oh, finally, somebody who doesn't bite me for the squishy fries. I don't know. Okay, that's an entirely fabricated story. Um, (laughs) all right, Tony. Um, just a couple uh, I do more want to th- remind everybody. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Just one more thing on the food thing that we haven't discussed is dumplings. Yeah. We will yeah, be hitting up the Dumpling down. Festival in Buninyong Ma yes. Yes. in oh, Melbourne. Yeah. Yes. Because they've got Wonder so, Bear um, there, and you all know about my love for Wonder Bear. They, they, yeah. I don't even know whether yeah. they have a home at the moment because uh, their home is currently an open, um, just an open cut in the Melbourne CBD because uh, they're building a new train station over where they used to be located. Oh, wow. So that's going on every day, so we don't have to necessarily. Um, yeah, we'll just hit it up on a day when that, yeah. we're not busy. Yeah. But I did want to remind our uh, listeners in Australia again that, and I'll, I'll mention again next week, that we do have um, two official meetups if anyone would like to be a part of it. Uh, and by official, I'm using the world's largest air quotes. You know, of course, <laughs> folks are welcome to join us in whatever we're getting into. I'm sure Tony is more than happy to give you guys info if you if you need. But yep, um, Friday, I believe we're meeting at La Serene for some sour beers, and then making our way from there. And then, or no, it's not Friday; it's Saturday. Saturday at La Serene. Apologies. 
And then um, Sunday would be at Deeds. We will meet, uh, shake our hangovers off with more uh, beer at Deeds on Sunday. So uh, everyone's welcome to join. We're thinking around, I don't know, noon or one-ish. We'll nail down times as we get even closer. But um, that'll be the the aim. We'll set up some private groups on some social medias if need be. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's going to be a great time. So I'm excited to hit all the breweries. All right, first place we're going when we hit the ground is Wildflower for some sour beer and a big giant. They make cheese in that building, so we're going to eat a fancy grilled cheese sandwich. And it's going to be very yummy. Um, uh, but, Tony, yes. Just um, a so, note on the Mafco menu for anybody that's been, i.e. Nick Talk, and only Nick Talk, I think, out of this, this crew. Um, there's been a recent change in the menu, and they've added pickled chips. Who doesn't love yes. pickled <gasps> chips? And... Real poutine, and they're using cheese curd from the Mafra Cheese Factory, and it's so good. Oh, yeah. Are these pickle chips like chips that have been seasoned in dill pickle? No. Nope. Or are these pickles no. on top? They're, they're pickles, like sliced, um, like bread and butter pickles yeah. or whatever, that have been breaded and then deep fried, served with ranch and sweet chili. Oh. oh. There's three ways to interpret the phrase pickle chips. There's the pickle seasoned chips. There's the silver stamp version of pickle chips, mm-hmm. which is a big pile of kettle chips covered in pickles. Like in bread and butter pickles. Bread and pickles. There's a pile of them on top. Which is delicious, too. Yes. Yep. And then there's the fried pickle. Yeah, fried pickle chips. Yep. So Me. very cool. All right. I'm excited for the, all of those. I think are good. <laughs> they throw some pickle chips on top of your poutine. And I think you got Ooh. maybe a interesting, I'm down. you know, acidic yep. uh, counterplay to your fries and curds. Very good. We're very excited, Tony. We're only, uh, what, a mere week and a day until we head out to... Um, so excited. Head out to California to, to fly out uh, over over to Australia. Uh, of course, anyone who happens to be in Sydney um, on the week the weekend of the 11th, um, you know, certainly send us a note on here. Glad to hang, have a beer. Um, as long as you don't show up with a weapon or try to beat me up, I will be happy to hang out with you. But even if you do have a weapon and try to beat Griff up, I'm sure Kelly will be hang- happy to hang out with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. It'll make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, how have you been yes. going about researching this trip? Have you dived deep into social media or is it just like you're just going oh, yeah, to suck it and every... see? Or what, what's, how's the research been for we this whole... trip? We have a whole map drawn up with every, like, possible, like, the, the map, we have, like, one of those maps where you can, I don't really like to hyper plan, I guess, so it's nice to have, but I like knowing that if I'm in a neighborhood, yep, or we go to a certain neighborhood, I have, I have some options, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? All right, I got a few places here that I've heard are all really good. There's some stuff I definitely want to do. I put bolognese on here, Tony, because I really want to go to that Pellegrini's place. That does, it's like, in the, the city. It's going to be easy to get to. It seems very cool to yep. check out. Type but there's, and we have reservations at St. Peter, um, like for a nice seafood meal, uh, which looks like it's going to be amazing. But um, what's that? And it's for Kelly's birthday, of course, because Kelly's birthday is the third day that we're there. I guess second mm-hmm. day, actually, because we lose a day. But um. So, yeah, we have we have some stuff planned, but I like just having a lot of the research has just been mapping stuff out, making yep. sure we have options in different neighborhoods, and then trying to lay out certain days. Like we know in Sydney, we're going to have a day where we do the bon, 
Hyundai to Coogee walk. Mm-hmm. We have a day we're going to go up to Manly. We have um, the day we go to the Blue Mountains. We have a day in Melbourne. We want to do St. Kilda. We know we have the days on the weekend. They're going to be fairly reserved with just like drinking. Hopping, yep. Um, drinking. Yep. And we just have, um, you know, that stuff going on. So I, we still have some, we've left a couple like open days in the Melbourne area. Cause I, you know, who, who knows? I don't want to, I don't want to plan everything so tight that I get myself psyched out. So it's nice to have a little freebies yep. in there in case we're like, all right, we're going to do this tomorrow. We're going to switch things up. Sydney's a little tighter, but we'll, we'll see. Cause we have a little, we'll, less we should be fine with wiggle room, but yeah, we've been planning for this for months now, yeah. you know, I've been trying to get stuff together. Um, trying to make good decisions, and we're not going to hit everything, but I think we'll, we're, we're going to have a nice time. And I have an, uh, an old work friend who we have worked together for years, and she works at a diff- different agency now. She's from Perth, and I was like, Sal, I was like, I've, we've been telling her forever that you know Australia is high on the list, and I had sent her a note, and I was like, Sally, I need to know all the things. And of course... Bless her. She put together this like multiple page Google Doc with like, okay, here's all the things for Sydney. Here's all the things for Melbourne. They're all hyperlinked to yeah. whatever site they need to go to. She's got take this tram to this place, go to the go to this cafe, Excellent. do this. And I'm like, you're amazing. So so good. Because one thing we need to do yeah. that I haven't actually kept up with, uh, and they they're good at most places, but I want to find the best in Melbourne. That's a bomb me. Like, oh, yeah, well, let's find it. Yep, do it. I love Bond Me, yeah. And there are a whole bunch. I thought of- you were gonna say funny flavored vodka, Tony, <laughs> 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 which we need to find somewhere that has like an odd yep. flavor of of vodka and have some. Oh, yeah, just because. <laughs> well, if we get down to Boat Rocker, they're making their vodka. own stuff, but yeah, Deeds are doing their mm-hmm. own spirits, so maybe they've got weird flavors of vodka. Um, I don't it's know what distilleries are. Gummy flavored or whatever. All right, gang. Let's uh, let's rein this thing in. Let's make sure we do some of our usual segments. We're gonna we're gonna skip it. We're gonna do a blowout of Discord next week for the last uh, show before we're off for a couple weeks. But let's at least do some of our normal stuff and do the logger of the week. Griff's Logger of the Week. Griff's Logger of the Week. As usual, thank you to our, our friend and listener, W. Tudes, for that delightful theme song. <laughs> uh, I will start since it's my Logger of the Week. Um, and my Logger of the Week is the one that I had from the Firestone Walker uh Propagator. Propagator. Yes, that's what it's called. And it was called Check Something or Other. What was... Uh, sorry, I had to go back and find the, the credit check. Sorry. Something. Credit check by Firestone Walker. It was a multi-red lager featuring a blend of Czech malts, eat a double decoction mash with Czech sauce hops, bringing a perfect spicy balance and cold fermentation at their house lager yeast, keeping it clean and crispy. I had not had a red lager in a hot minute. This one was actually pretty dang good, so um, really enjoyed it. Uh, great stuff. They're actually packaging this, so um, I would love to get some cans of the uh, credit check. Firestone, just logger game on point. We know that from Pivo and all the other great ones, so give it up for that. 
Well, how about you? Do you have some favorite lager from the week or the weekend? I do. And just before we came on to talk to you, Tony, I was like, oh, my God, did I even drink a lager this week? <laughs> I did. So I have content to share. Um, mine was also from The Propagator. And not only was it a very tasty lager, but I just could have ordered it on name alone. It was called Hot Girl Food. It was an American <laughs> Italian Pilsner. And I'm like, yes, I will have this. And it was it was really nice, deliciously crispy. I like that I had to pull it up. Thank God I checked into it because I'm terrible at checking into beers these days. But like the description is like subtle notes of watermelon and cherry hard candy. Like, mm-hmm. Blush. This uses the new anchovy hop variety from Siegel Ranch in the Yakima Valley of Washington. That's interesting. I um, they're still making new hops, Tony. They can't stop making new hops. This one looks like a tiny fish. There you go. Um, so my lager of the week was an LD special. It was by mm-hmm. Hofbrau, and it was their Munich um, lager. Classic, yummy. Yum. Yep. So it cost that. me like $14. It was crazy. Is that good or bad? That's really good. Come on, you just saw the price. Oh, you, I knew it. It was for like a f- – how, how much of it? What did you Six get Six pack. It? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's fucking dope. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. How about the beer of the week? Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Just while the theme song is going on, should I put in a pre-order? It's going to be um, dispatched. Well, it was meant to be dispatched yesterday. They've got um, a deeds... Um, a New Zealand pilsner called "Don't Dream It's Over." Yeah, I would. Or should we try we and catch it at the brewery? We could do that too if you think that's a better idea. I I think, I think we could catch it at the brewery. I feel like that there's going to be some of that on tap. I, I feel like yeah, that's I not a beer so. that's going to sell out like once more into the fray. Now, pills pills goes a little slower um, yep. unless you're the silver stamp. You you don't turn pills quite as quick. So, um. All right, Tony, why don't you give us your beer of the week? Uh, my beer of the week, uh, it was, I hit up the, fir- the fourth birthday pack from Mountain Culture. I will say not, um, didn't blow me away by their oat cream. Like they, they're a brewery that normally um, has absolutely blown me away, but it, it was rock solid. But for the price of that four pack, I can't really fault it. But was that my beer of the week? Uh, no. Yes, was actually. Um, gave it four stars. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, right. I, I was looking at another <laughs> actually, beer. it was. And it, and it fell outside the week. But um, it was a – it just shows how solid um, Mountain Culture's beers are, and I can't wait for you to try yeah. their beers. Hopefully you get some of that sweet um, Sierra Nevada collab that I couldn't get a hold of. Um yeah, it was the MASH as part of their fourth birthday um, celebration. They had MASH Lauder, um, uh, MASH Lauder, a kettle, a whirlpool with the name of the beers. So that was the MASH. Um, I can't wait to try their Pilsner to see how delicious that is. That could make my lager of the week next week. So I'm excited for that. Tony, that reminded me that I fucked up. 
and I did not check in or mention that I tried the Firestone Walker Mountain Culture collab oh. that was on at the Propagator. Uh, they made a hazy IPA together uh, called Bubbling Bubblin' Billies. Um, it had a uh, had mosaic incognito in it. It had some um, some of those other. Um, I gave it up. I got it. it had some of those other Southern Hemisphere hops. Yep. Uh, yeah, Galaxy Mosaic mid fermentation, huge dose of Citra. It was a nice, dry, hazy. Like it, it had components of what would I don't know Mountain Cultures beers super well. Uh, because I haven't had any, but it definitely factored in the component of Firestone Walker that they're not going to make us overly sweet um, mess up of a beer, like some of them like goopy, uh, sugary, hazy. So it was pretty, it cut pretty dry at the end. Yep. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It tasted excellent. It was 7.5%, so I just had a half pour of it, but really yummy. Getting a 4.2 on Untapped, only 56 ratings, but... Um, yeah, I, I was pretty impressed with that. So if anything, if what mountain culture is doing is getting close to that target, then I'd be pretty happy. That, that'll be interesting to see where we actually calibrate on that versus, cause like we can talk about something being gloopy, but I've got no real frame of reference. Um, I know we get some, but we don't get them fre- fresh enough where it's really sort of a, a true indicator. I'd pack a uh, gloop if it wasn't going to destroy my all of my clothes for the entire two weeks. So it's decided against. Hey, it. we can get microphone or four fifty north at uh, Carwin if we need to. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we can get one. We can get one there, and you can you can experience it. Um, does Carwin? By the way, does Carwin? Like, if I brought a rev can in, would they? Do they open outside cans or no? No, we'd probably. I've, I've got that. friends in St Kilda. We can sit in her house and on her balcony and drink beer. Oh, no, I was, yeah, that's right. I was just saying that. Um, I don't uh, think I they have corkage. Tighter there, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go with my beer of the week here, real quick. Uh, I got to go with Highland Park. We went to Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd never been to Highland Park Brewery. Uh, up there in the best breweries in LA, in East LA. And uh, you know I went barrel-aged on this shit, Tony. Uh, had their Old Youth is a uh, it's their new series of barley wine and stout hybrids. Um, so this was a blend of 85% barley wine, 15% imperial stout, a.k.a. the God Particle Stout uh, slash barley wine. 85 to 15, that's fucking Fibonacci for beer right there. Thank you. Um, composed of a barley wine recipe aged for 19 months in Elijah Craig, a different one aged for seven months, and a third one, double barrel, um, for 26 months in Heaven Hill, uh, and then all aged again in a Woodford barrel, yeah, and then topped up with a big stout. For, uh, another 16 months so this was a ton of barrel which i love pretty it was sweet but not not like not cloying but so delicious and they had bottles to go what a what a win for us but yeah old youth and highland park was just overall an excellent brewery. everything delicious so a, really a plus place if you're in la don't miss it yeah oh how about you beer of the week okay it's hard to Top the beer I'm drinking right now, Schlafly Pumpkin, because best pumpkin beer ever. It's your pumpkin. Yep, it is the greatest. It is the greatest. Yeah. It's my pumpkin. Um, but also at Highland Park, I had one of their IPAs, the Good Green. Mm. That was 
That was really good. And I was just like rereading the description of it. And it's like all the green hops we love and adore. And GABF gold, gold medal, like etc. It's got Simcoe. But it's just like super citrusy, super bright. It was off of them. It was great. They did both of their West Coast IPAs were lovely, including yes. the uh the green the was it good green? Um yeah, good green was what I had. And then also that Pilsner I had Arts Bouquet. Yep. And it was made with marigolds that they had foraged from a nearby state park. And I, it was, I had never obviously never had a beer with marigolds before. Um, but that was really good. The marigold wasn't super like, you know, breakthrough or crazy, but you, you could definitely tell it had a little bit more of that floral, slightly kind of botanical-esque. They had a, Tony, they had a bitter, uh, an Amaro-inspired Pilsner too yeah. that was, no doubting that shit was loaded mm. with bitters. It was that was the after lunch beer to end all after lunch <laughs> beers. It was insane, just jammed full of. I mean, it was delicious, but it was. I mean, you have to have the taste for for drinking Campari or whatever if you're gonna get into this thing. So, um, but it was really really good. So Highland Park recommended if you're in LA and check out Homage down the street too, which is doing a lot of saison and stuff like that. So. And their food was really good. And their food was excellent. Veggie yeah. focaccia sandwich that had these amazing mushrooms on it, and some avocado. Killer. All right, Tony. Uh, we've got another segment to do, of course, and I because even when I have a guest, you're not getting out of me out of my normal bits. I can't think of anything new. So uh, this one we're going to do is the Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. All right. I've tried to pick some new stories that I think Kelly will be able to react to. So, so um, no P from uh, Santeo? Oh. Oh, so <laughs> Some of this is less piss-related than usual. I know every week we do our piss segment, Tony, <laughs> but you don't have to tell that to, you know... Uh, doesn't all it is you know even the last show was was mostly this content um all right this is from the usa today oh tony breaking news the texas rangers have won their world series congrats to the texas rangers fuck them they um, probably yeah. cheated and isn't that owned oh, yeah, right. or was owned at one point by george w bush i believe so yes uh, in fact fuck them. that's correct that's right. Go to hell, Texas Rangers. Uh, Samuel Adams' Utopia's return. Super. Str- this is my favorite news story that happens every two years. The super strong beer, illegal in 15 states, is available again. They always have to lead with, how many states is this beer illegal in? That's always so funny to me. Um, so, uh, Utopia's is back. It's 28% alcohol by volume. We know how Utopia's is. Uh, Kelly and I have both gotten to try it at Fobab, like a quarter ounce of it, essentially, if that. Yeah. It's pretty um, terrible, it is prohibited isn't it? in 50. It's fine. It's not worth it. it. It's it's $240 this year for the 24 and a half ounce bottle. Bless you. Uh, it is definitely not worth that. Uh, it's more, it does taste more like drinking like a shitty cognac or something. It's very strong and. I don't know. Anything that was desirable that I'm like, I would seek it out again. Like, no. okay, I've had yeah. it. And I'm not sure. Uh, this this year it's aged in charred American bourbon barrels 
imported peated peated Scotch whiskey barrels, port and cognac barrels from Portugal and France, and barrels that previously held Pinot Pinot de Char, Char, Charentas, smooth as a butter. rare aperitif wine mm-hmm. from Western France. And Nick Nick and Kelly now are going to destroy me for my bad pronunciation. Um. So they brew it, and this is interesting. They brew it and ferment it at Cincinnati, and then age it in Pennsylvania, and then sample and blend it at Boston. So this beer gets fucking shipped around three times. Yeah, great, for great for the carbon footprint. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly right. This is fucking environmentally. This is lead certified. Um, so there you go. Utopias is back. Yeah, and if you're uh, in Alabama. Hey, if you guys, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. You can't get that or an abortion. So them's the breaks. I was trying to think of, like, what state of those would I ever think about wanting to live in? I guess Oregon Yeah, would be okay to live in, except the weather's ass. But um, Montana, maybe. The rest of them, you're just naming. Oh, boy, but... Montana's got the worst kind of lunatics. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of space. Like, uh, you can get away from them. And I, I believe on some roads you can just drive 125 miles an hour. So, uh, and the property's that. cheap it's, in West that's Virginia. Interesting to you. It is. Uh, there is a lot of – it is very hard to not die of fentanyl overdose in this West Virginia. True. But they have tutors. What's up? They have tutors. And they do have Tudor's Biscuit World. That is an important, that is a plus Very for them. Very redeeming yeah. quality state. Fentanyl Biscuit. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. You know when Kelly's on, we, oh, sorry, go ahead, Tony. I was just going to say that there's a couple of states that do stand out. Like Georgia's a weird one because, like, while you've got, like, rural Georgia, you've also got Atlanta, Georgia. And it's, like, it's weird that it can't be solved in Atlanta. But I get it. Yeah, Georgia's Georgia's another one of those states, like many states in the U.S., where it, it like going to St. Louis. St. Louis really has you. You would never believe that it's in Missouri. Mike Parsons, the governor of the area that you're in in St. Louis, you're like, God damn, yeah, that is fucked. Um, but then you get about I don't know five miles outside of St. Louis, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> you really don't have to go far. While you're in it, you're like, damn, this is like this cool bohemian city. All these people look like, not, and they're all nice, and they're all like, um, you know, they seem to have very, um, you know, leftist beliefs, and they have lit pro-union signs everywhere. And then you get like five miles any direction, and you're like, oh, yeah. Everyone here is wearing jeans from Walmart. Um, very cool. So, uh all right, here's another one. Right, you know, I got to talk about Bud Light. I can't. Bud Light is on my mind 100% of the time. Uh, this is uh, from Fox Business. Bud Light parent Anheuser Busch uh, InBev's sales tumble further in the U.S. This is by a famous writer, Breck Dumas, or maybe Breck Dumas. Excellent name. Um, Anheuser-Busch reported a staggering 13.5% decline in U.S. revenue. I wonder if Brett's and of course, in relation mean, to Joe Dumas. You know, the wasn't he? That's Dumars. That's, oh. that's the fucking basketball player. <laughs> um, no, it's not. 
Um, so, of course, it's after their controversial partnership with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. They, see, they have to they have to lead that, and, and there's a lot of uh, Dylan Mulvaney getting a lot of pub in this particular article. They they can't seem to uh, lay off, but um, it just says you know everything all the same shit. So. Uh, except now it includes the story about UFC is now, as as we mentioned last week, UFC has adopted Bud Light as the official beer. Um, so nothing new here. It's that Bud Light continues to, I guess, decline, maybe. Uh, this says third quarter revenue declined 13.5% from last year, I guess. Not surprising, right, if people have switched to Modelo or whatever, so I'm not sure if there's anything new here. Yeah, this seems to be... Um Easy journalist, easy journalism, where you can essentially just recycle the same article over and over again, and this shows how poorly um, Anheuser Busch has done of like controlling the narrative. At no point did they ever wrestle it back. Every decision, and we've talked about this at length, is they just kept adding fuel to the fire and just dragging it on longer than it needed to, and. Um, I don't think anybody's actually sad, even those of us that think the uh, reaction was fucking ridiculous. They're like a, a big brand that stump, stumbled and uh, didn't didn't read the room. I'm sorry. I had to go look at other stories that Breck has written lately. Um, I didn't know Breck was a girl's name. I guess it can be anybody's name, but I was like, Interesting. Yeah, but she's like uh, the um, just an unusual name. She looks exactly like the name sounds. She's like a, she a Deegan, um, McDa- Deegan McDowell knockoff. Ease. Um, I know my. So here's a story. So we're all feeling quite. We're all feeling quite down. I'm sure about the passing of Matthew Perry. Um, but her her reaction to it is Matthew Perry, Friends cast. Earned millions from shows residuals each year. <laughs> this guy couldn't even put this fucker in the ground before you're like, "Look at this bitch! How much money he made from his te- famous That's a rich TV dead man." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Jeez. Let him. Let him put him in the ground, Breck. Good lord, you don't have to own him yet. Um. Oh, and she also has, oh, this is my favorite story. She wrote, Blackstone CEO says remote workers don't work as hard. Um, this guy, Stephen Schwartzman, this was an article I, I saw last week. It did make me, it gave me that um, tingle in your head when you're like, should this guy be alive on our planet anymore? I don't know. You know, your, your hair starts to tickle a little bit. You're like, I, I shouldn't be thinking about that. That's not a nice thing to think, but, but a cruel uh, person, I'm sure. Now, just in um, there you go, Bre- in um, Bud Light adjacent news, free shipping on orders over a hundred dollars of ultra right wing beer. Oh, damn! I should have ordered that instead of fucking burial, Tony. I could have brought you some ultra right wing beer. That'd have been cool. And I'll, of course, I exactly would want one want. of each can. I would want the classic can, and of course, the conservative dad's revenge, which is still available on the website. It's going to be the world's greatest collector item because that's what that bloke said that it was going to be a collector's item. The world's greatest collector item that anyone can get at any time. It's like um, like baseball cards now, right? 
There's a billion of them. You can have any of the baseball cards now if you if you want one. What do you mean baseball cards right now? Baseball cards have always been that way. It's just that yeah, we didn't true. have There's the just internet. a billion of them. Right. <laughs> like right. the stuff yeah, that I collected in the '90s is worth nothing. It's all worth nothing from the, especially from the '90s. Yeah, none of that stuff's worth anything. Ian Bryan, Brian still has his binders. If you're wondering, I found his my binders, binders the other day. I've still got mine. Unbelievable. I've still got my flair and my right. upper deck. Last one, Tony. I think we'll both I think we'll all love this one, in fact. Yeah, I think so. This is from this is from People magazine. Uh Guy Fieri releases Anna Calderon. Thank yes, thank you. We respect Anna Calderon. Um Guy Fieri releases Flavortown Spiked Fruit Punch. And we tried it. Uh, so Guy has, uh, this is Guy's, Guy's line, not mine, not Anna's. Can't say fruit punch, not smile. Fieri tells people of his new line of canned malt beverages. Uh, and you can't say Flavortown and not smile. And hopefully you can say Guy Fieri and think good times. Well, what else Hell would yeah. you think? Honestly, honestly, fuck yeah, Guy. All right, I'm down with it. Who wrote that line for him? Yeah, it's GPT. So, uh, honestly, I'm not anti this. This doesn't sound that bad to me. It's sick, and the price is not horrible either, especially compared to Mountain Dew dog shit. Uh, <laughs> six packs of 12 ounce cans will be sold in late November, uh, starting in late November, for $12. You get a six pack of Flavortown spiked fruit punch steal. for 12 bucks. You're going to get more spiked punch flavors and hard teas in 2024. If this shit isn't in the bracket, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Okay, but is it a seltzer? Is it fizzy? No. It's not fizzy? <laughs> what do you mean, is it fizzy? It's, it's going to be flat. And that doesn't, no, that doesn't fly. Okay, interesting. All right, we'll see. Everything this is, is, is not going to be flat. Is it? This is going to be carbonated. I thought it would be carbonated. I assumed it would be carbonated. Um, we'll find out. People got a first taste of the spiked fruit punch, and Fieri's description is spot on. It tastes like a nostalgic drink, but more handcrafted. Rather than overly sweet, it's refreshing and fruit forward. You can truly taste the fresh cranberry and citrus notes. The booziness is subtle, even at 6%. That's a nice punch on the flavor town. Guy's trying to get your ass wasted on 6%, uh, whatever this is. Uh, is it seltzer? Is it not? I don't know. Uh, so um, this is being made by Two Roads, which is a brewery based in Connecticut. Uh, unfortunately, they do not distribute to Nevada, which is crazy to think because uh, Guy does have roots here as a former, as a UNLV graduate, in yeah. fact. Um, does it distribute to Illinois? No. Uh, so actually, I think if we're going to get our hands on this, we're going to be relying on one max allotment to be hunting this down for us if we're ever going to find it. Uh, unless I go to the East Coast, which I probably will at some point here. Uh, but uh, he said he loved the Two Roads crew, and uh, he said they tasted over 100 versions till they got it right. And once they did, this is so fiery to say, and once they did, everybody lost their mind, he says. <laughs> So they oh. they took a sip of that last of number one hundred. They're so like, <laughs> they're running around the brewery. They're fucking high fiving. 
they are they're making they're saying they're the they're drinking from the water fountains in Flavortown. They're um I'm uh, I'm I'm lapping up the dog water in Flavortown. You know, they're saying all that shit. I um, I'm drinking out of the urinal in Flavortown. There's a late addition <laughs> to the um to the news segment. It's not really news, but I clicked on this at the bottom of, of the article. You know how they have all the articles underneath, and it just took my Yahoo fancy. is really doing it with this, yeah. 20 Waste. This is maybe not beer-related in the traditional sense, but uh, 20 Ways to Use Up Leftover <laughs> Taco Meat from Tony. Thank you, Tony. This uh, is written by Sarah Klimek. <laughs> does a name that does sound like somebody I went to high school with, but... Wait, some of these are really loose suggestions, I, I guess. One is add, add it to chili, okay? That's what chili, all That's right. number one. Um, I'm not going to read all these, but Stuff add it to chili Stuff it inside a crescent funny. ring is one of my favorites. Stuff, <laughs> stuff empanadas. Okay, just make, okay, just use the meat for, okay. That's just leave it in your pan, like, over the sink. <laughs> uh, use it in nachos or walking in, tacos. Ridiculous. That's just... Okay, whatever. Yes. Something interesting. Skip Chipotle and use it for a lunch bowl. I mean, this is these are some really not even suggestions. It's like shit you can do with meat. I don't know what. Enrich your queso uh, dip. Make a make a sloppy Joe. Yes, dude. Um, all right, Sarah will. Sarah was. You know what? Um, I was. I had remembered this the other day that. Uh, um. Charles Dickens used to have a very strict writing schedule. Even when he didn't have an idea, he would write for eight hours a day. But he wouldn't publish it. He would write his way. He wouldn't pu- no write. Well, yeah, but that's the difference. But he would just write his way out of writer's block, and he and just shit would. I mean, just ass would come out of him. You know, it's garbage. Yep. And Sarah had, must have the same approach. She's just going to put something down. You know, oh, what? Here's just something I wrote on paper, and unfortunately now. We have websites like Yahoo that just need content yeah. at all times, so you can get paid for writing anything. Well, Doesn't matter. I know? did what you did with um, Breck Miller or whatever her name was. Twenty sweet things to add to um, homemade pizza. Why it has to be homemade, I don't know. Number one, hot this, honey. This, for fuck's sake. This this kid graduated from college like you know a couple months ago and. He's just doing fucking listicles for whoever people. Number four on the list, is, you know. sugar. <laughs> mm. What? All right. Very good. Uh, All right, Tony. Let's, uh, gang, let's move on to our game for the uh, for the week. Oh, boy. Um, uh, it was a better segue when we didn't slip in the taco meat uh, interlude. But you're but, a professional. Uh, we did talk about... We did talk about Guy Fieri and his new uh, delicious uh, seltzer slash flat flatzer. <laughs> and uh, we'll be, uh, so I, I wanted to go dig around in the Triple D archives. Oh, Just got me feeling a little bit uh, nostalgic. And I thought we would uh, play a little game of this or that. Uh, and you guys are going to have to guess if these things, these names are for a beer or a restaurant featured in Triple D. This or that. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> that really right, so got, up. Uh, 
good. It's a good sound bit, huh? Uh, so we got some names of things, and you can tell us if these are beers or Triple D restaurants. Uh, we will pit Cody and uh, Kelly against one another. Uh, the loser um, has to... Uh, uh, I, I can't... I have to be careful here. Um, you know what? The loser has to buy the winner a beer. How about that? When we when we uh, meet up in Australia, nice no. easy one. No million dollars for the orphanage because that does impact my. Uh, that's going to have an effect on my pocketbook. Let's make it. Whoever loses has to order a large Aussie pizza when you're in Australia, so you you get to try the delicacy that is an Aussie Hell yeah. pizza. Hell yeah, let's do it. We'll have an Aussie hey. pizza. All right. Either way, that ends up with me eating some, so it's great. Um, no one said you were invited to this. Oh yeah, correct. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I will. Uh, you be. I'll be eating my beetroot hamburger. Uh, first one. First one I got for you. This one is called "Lick It Up." <laughs> oh, Lick it up. This is such a Guy Fieri thing. Yeah, but you got to remember these aren't Guy Fieri's restaurants. These are no, just restaurants he goes to. I know. Yeah, but I'm thinking what pops on on Triple D like. What pops as a name, and they've they've got to have something like that in the name. But I can't imagine this being like a popular business. That's what's tripping me up. But I can imagine it being like a spilt beer situation, or somebody, God forbid, when you're making a Kolsch, pulls the wrong valve um, on the brew house. Not that I've ever done that. Um, and almost wrecked a thousand <laughs> liters of beer. Um, so therefore, I'm going to say it's a beer. Yeah, I I'm gonna also say it's a beer, just because I I am trying to imagine like the episode of Triple D and and Guy Fieri's voice, and you know he's just like you know he's like you know we just rolled up in Des Moines, Iowa, and we're here at Lick It Up, and it's like that's ugh, no, I that's not not what I want to hear. So really? no, I'm going beer. beer. Tony and Kelly both go beer. One of our very favorite Mexican street food trucks we've ever come across, not just for the authentic traditional style foods you can find here, but for the fact that they are 100% plant-based. A completely pure vegan Mexican menu that is off the chains. No. At least we went down together. together. Yeah. Okay. And where is this Where is this business from? El Paso, Texas. There you go. All right. Next up. This one is called the Big Meat. <laughs> this is almost the too, big meat. too Guy Fieri. Like, I can see this. We pulled into Des Moines, Iowa at Big Meat. Yeah, <laughs> Big Meat. To eat a three-pound burrito <laughs> for a snack <laughs> with an Asian twist. Yeah, right. It has to have an Asian twist. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Big meat, big guy, big food. Big guy, all right. Well, the big meat. The big meat. No, I'll, I'll just for fun. I'm just gonna go oppo. I'm gonna say it's a beer. <laughs> all right. Kelly says it's a beer. Tony says oh, it's a restaurant. And guess what? 
The Big Meat is a German-style smoked Doppelbach brewed with yeah, German yes. malts and a clean lager yeast. The majority of the malt is kilned with beechwood and so on and so forth. It is a traditional Bamberg-style Roush beer. Ennegrin Brewing Company in Los Angeles. It does sound delicious. That's great. No, it sounds Ennegrin great. is an amazing brewery, so it would be excellent. So Kelly's got Ennegrin, one. Yeah, Kelly's smoked beer. got zero. <laughs> Uh, as we move on to the next one, which is called Island Chomper. Island <laughs> Chomper. I'm going to let Kelly have a go at this first. I'm so befuddled. By oh, yeah, this. well, let's get Kelly go first. Yeah, because yeah. Tony always keeps. Tony always goes first. Island Chomper. <laughs> Chomper just makes me laugh. I, I feel oh. like. I'm going to say food. Because it's just, it, it sounds like a f- silly name for a food truck. Okay. Ellie's going with a Triple D restaurant there. Tony? Yeah. I know it sounds that way, but I'm going to go with beer. Um, but when you were talking about chompers, I had to look up to see whether they still make chomps, which is an Aussie chocolate that you can get. Aussie candy that you can get mm. in supermarkets and all those places are not very expensive. So we'll have to get you guys a chomp when you're in Australia. Here, here a chomps is a meat stick. Yeah. Um, and they're good too. Good meat stick. I like them. Not like a shitty Slim Jim. Uh, all right, guys, an island chomper is a beer. Double the IPA meets seven times the fruit in this punch-inspired brew made with pineapple, passion fruit, apple, orange, papaya, apricot, and guava. Uh, this is 11% alcohol, oh my goodness. Uh, a mere 3.52 untapped rating. It is from Shorts Brewing Company in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. Score up, and the next one I have for you is called Be More Pacific. Be More Pacific. Pacific like the ocean. But the other well, I can imagine be more this. is spelled just normal, the way you say normal words. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, it's just B, B, E. Maybe it's B, E, E. No, there's no, there is no, <laughs> oh, sorry, there is no, there is no pun. Maybe it's really tricky. Yeah, there's no M-O-A-R type of thing going on. So you, more like a Spanish or or anything. So if there was a pun going on, I could see this being a B. But I don't know whether I can be dissuaded because I always think Pacific Ale using like Australian and New Zealand hops. Is that a common like phrasing, Pacific Ale? Yeah. I think yep. so, yeah, in Australia it is. Stone and Wood oh, being serious. the um, most um, legendary version of that. Hmm. Um, they just recently sold out to a macro, but hey, still delicious uh, style of beer. So I'm going to go with a beer. It says beer, Kelly, on Be More Pacific. Be More Pacific. See, uh, well, Kelly's thinking, I can see how this is a triple D name. I could imagine this mm-hmm. like being like either a food truck or like, you know, one of those places that's kind of like wholesale but also does food. You know how he does those places? Um, I'm sure like a uh, – like what we like seafood city that yeah. we have here, which is like a Filipino yeah. um, yep. grocery store, but with restaurants. Sure. I'm going to also say beer just for my bad rationale, which will 
work against me in the end of this, I'm sure, that it doesn't make sense to name something be more blank as your restaurant because wouldn't you want to be that as your restaurant? Like Pacific whatever. It just <laughs> it seems counterintuitive to me. Okay. Uh, be more Pacific. Uh, when you're in the Houston area, this is a must-visit food stop <laughs> that has an amazing and authentic re- ar- array of Filipino dishes to make you smile. Referred to many, referred to by many as the true and original fusion-style cuisine, so on and so forth. Uh, Tony's psychological warfare worked on you. Uh, unfortunately, it just means that both both of you got it wrong. I think. <laughs> I'll take that. We did both. You both both said beer. (laughs) That's still 1-1. This is a harder game than I thought. The next one I have for you is called The Pie Dump. (laughs) Pie Dump. I'm going to go... Okay, this has to be beer. This has to be beer because who wants to eat at a place called The Pie Dump? Nobody. (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna go. Kelly's stuck. Kelly's going beer in that. This is a restaurant, and it specialises in, as you would call them, hand pies. We would just call them pies. Please be a beer. It'd be an awful restaurant name. <laughs> All right, guys. This is a restaurant. Diners, drive-ins, and pies. Guy Fieri arrives in northern Utah to feature local restaurant. Pie Dump has been an institution in Bear Valley, drawing hungry customers from all around to sample the restaurants made from scratch, hot rolls and gravy, along with a host of other delectable dishes. So, Pie Dump is, in, unfortunately, for Kelly, uh, a restaurant. Tony, or so Tony said a restaurant. Yep, and, and you know Kelly what? You can't even it was a beer. You can't even drink some strong Sam Adams because it's in Utah. So you. Right. Yeah, you're in Utah. You're fucked. Yep. That gives Tony a second. Kelly just has one. We'll go to the next one. This one is called Meatball Millionaire. Meatball. Meatball Millionaire. Let's start with Tony on this one. Okay. This is simple. This is a beer. This just screams beer to me. It's, it's like Mamma Mia okay. pizza beer all over again. Yeah, I agree. It's a beer, and I feel like it's. Like something that like hot butcher would name their beers. Yes, good call. Yeah, I think I'm gonna like. Um, oh my god, who's the brewery? Ninja versus Unicorn. What? Who makes it? Ninja Pipeworks. Yeah, they maybe they make it. I think you're on the right track, Kel. They are both. They are beer. It is a beer. Mm-hmm. They are a beer. It is a beer. It is by, a beer. This is by other half, who has mm-hmm. a number of various food named mm-hmm. beers. Uh, this was made to celebrate uh, the meatball maker at his very at a very popular beer and pizza hang, Masonry Pizza in Seattle. The place that we've been. In fact, place. this is another half IPA uh, packed with Citra HBC 586. And Lord help us, the anchovy hop. Who would have thought? Second appearance. It's back. Second appearance for the anchovy hop. Um, now, I don't think I've ever... Uh, broach this question with either of you two. Anchovies on a pizza, yes or no? Um, I would eat them. I just haven't ordered them in a long time, but I'm into it. I think we've had them before. You know, I've, 
I'm not opposed. I've had them on like a Caesar salad. Yeah. I think we I have had fine. them on like Neapolitan pizza from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I, I, I'm down with them. I, I love like, them. I like little salty fish. Yeah. They're yeah. Great. They're great. And they're great in a like if you're making meatballs and like when you're sweating the yeah. garlic mm. down, throw a couple of choves Yum. in and they disintegrate and just add umami flavor. Because that's what they really are. It's just yes, umami bombs. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, we got four left. Uh, right now, it's mm-hmm. Tony three, Kelly two. Dig my hole even deeper. <laughs> the next one we have is called. Ooh, the next one we have is called Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. Mm. I, I, I... Find this hard to be a restaurant with the name blood in it, using the logic that Kelly used earlier. Unless they're serving like blood sausage, I just can't um, I just can't see it. So I can see this being right. a beer because you can always write a pithy blurb to go with it. So I'm going to say beer. Yeah. Right. I, I, I agree using that same logic. It sounds like it could be a cocktail to me. Like, I think it is a cocktail. Oh. Well, then there you go. Um, but yeah, naming a restaurant blood. Yeah, just like naming a restaurant after a dump. Hey, I mean, probably be wrong, but you know, apparently anything goes in the world of Triple D and successful businesses. Small businesses. You both went beer. It's an unfiltered deep golden ale made with malted two row barley and wheat. The brew is finished with blood orange zest, local Texas honey and other spices that bring special flavors to this unique beer. It is a very popular beer from Revolver Brewing in Texas with 87,000 ratings and 155,000 check-ins. Wow. Uh, So you both get that right. It's four to three. Next one I have for you is called Meat Press. Meat Meat press. Press. Meat as in... Meat like a from a like a steak, meat and press meat. as in the thing yes. you do in basketball when you're trying to put pressure on the ball, and you're not trapping, you're just press. pressing. Press as in the uh, fake news media, effect. or as in the bench, or as in the bench, yes, or as in uh, 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 sandwich press. See, that's where I'm thinking. Yeah. Same. Like the, so I'm going to go restaurant. I'm going to make my decision. Yeah. I'm going to stick with it. Is it meat press or the meat press? I just have meat press. Okay. I am also going to go restaurant. Okay. You both it sounds gone. like sandwich place to me. Hey. Great job. It is a restaurant. Counter service, charcuterie, and sandwiches with local ingredients. House-made sodas, beer, and wine. It's from Ottawa. And it uh, is closed permanently. Circle D could not rescue the meat press. Uh, but you do both get it right. They were on the wrong show. They needed to get John Tapper in. He rescues every... He gets Tapper in here. That's yeah. right. One, two, three, four, five for Tony, four for Kelly. Two left. And we're going to have to find a way to make up the gap here. The next one I have for you is called Barley and Salt. Barley and Salt. I know where I'm going with this, but I want 
uh, Kilowatt to answer first. Hey, Kelly, you go first. You're up. You're up to go first. Yeah. Barley and salt. That sounds like a restaurant to me. Okay. That is 100% like, a they restaurant. They could be, yeah. They could be making like a cutesy, like barley, like beer and salt is for the food or their pretzels, whatever. See, I, am, I imagine make... it as kind of like a, a high end, high to mid end restaurant. Um, that have like a signature, like um, pearl barley dish or something like that, where they've used that as their, mm-hmm. their name and they're using artisanal sure. salt. So I'm going to go restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys have gotten hot at the end here. It's the true definition of an elevated pub. It truly does set the bar high, no pun intended, in the North Conway area. Uh, in North Conway, New Hampshire, it is a, uh, it, it is, they do have beer. It is a, Restaurant and tap room. Um, right. They have uh, shrimp and gnocchi, mac and cheese, lobster fettuccine, garlic parmesan wings, fish and chips, salt and vinegar wings. That sounds good. Uh, blackberry apple crumble for dessert. Ooh. I mean, sounds yummy. I like a crumble. Tell you about the Triple D restaurants. They mostly look pretty yummy. I give them that. The pie dump doesn't sound. The pie dump, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Uh if I'm ever in northern Utah, God forbid. We're going. Last one. We got to let Tony go first, um, I think, because otherwise Tony will just guess the same as Kelly and, <laughs> and confirm his victory. Uh, this one is called Just Baked. Just Baked. It'd be too simple for it to be a guy joint that he's visiting um he'd make too many weed puns i think this is somebody that's packing a a a kettle full of dank hops shit ton of chinook i'm gonna go with beer it reminds me of that that place just turkey (laughs) that was we just would drive, turkey. We yeah. would drive past on the way to go to Off Color in Chicago. Yeah, that was a place. Just turkey. Just it was like turkey. the um, the old David Letterman bit where you just shades and just lamps. <laughs> if you you'd go to you go yes. to just lamps and ask about a lamp shade, and you'd say, "Well, you should go to a place called Just Shades." Yes. And then you go down the road, and there actually was one. Yeah. Just All right, Cal. I think this is this is not helping the game whatsoever. But I also think it's beer because I didn't I did not go dank hops. I went like like stout, like something baked, so those sure. pastry or cake like. Oh, this is an omnipoya special. Yeah. All right. Well, uh very Kelly like to just preserve her maximum amount of points rather than to go for the win. <laughs> but she made the right decision. It is a beer. <laughs> Uh, and she was even right on the type of beer, so we'll give her a, we'll give her an extra bonus for that. We'll just yep. all have to eat some Aussie pizza, I guess. Um, it was an imperial stout with toasted coconut, yes. chocolate, and caramel from Yum. Hitchhiker Brewing Company, which is in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's the Triple D beer game. Uh, there are a number of other funny. Triple D restaurants out there, but uh, you couldn't fit them. them all. Yeah, it would have been funny if I just threw in guy guys Vegas kitchen and bar. Definitely yeah. a beer. the options. That chicken, yeah. guy. <laughs> chicken, chicken guy. guy. Chicken guy. Chicken guy is a restaurant. Yeah. You now, can fathom a beer named chicken, chicken guy. I've added a couple of things to the end of the document. I don't know whether you've seen them. 
But when we were talking about chomps, I just thought I had to add a couple of things that I think you need to check out when you're in Australian supermarkets. Of course, we've got the chomp. Yep. Are you familiar with the peppermint crisp? No. The peppermint crisp, you've talked to me about it. I believe it is, uh, and this is the wrong way to describe it, Tony, so don't get mad, but the best way to describe it to an American, it's sort of a butterfinger, but the middle isn't peanut butter. It's peppermint. That sounds amazing. It's, yeah. like, it's like crystallized peppermint yeah, pieces so in the middle of the chocolate bar. Yeah. And it's more like glass shards yeah. than a butterfinger is sort of more crumbly, but this is more glass shardy. But yeah, you, mm-hmm. yeah you're right. Yeah, it is. It's Butterfinger is a good descriptor. Um, I'm excited. I just saw that someone... One of the many Trader Joe's Instagram accounts I follow just posted that all of the chocolate peppermint things are coming onto shelves, like the peppermint JoJo's. Do you have a peppermint time of year? Yeah. Yeah, for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is more peppermint heavy. Yeah, it is. There's more peppermint. There's always stuff out there, but Christmas and candy canes Mm -hmm. and all that shit is peppermint. Uh, there's also the cherry ripe. I've, I am excited about the cherry ripe. So good. What is the cherry ripe? It's a cho- dark chocolate bar with cherries and coconut. Um, sounds very yummy to me. Like there was cake. we talked last week about the golden gay time. The reason I put that golden in is gay got a time. Photo. Yeah, here, here's what it looks like. It looks like a. Uh, it's sort of like an ice cream bar with uh, some stuff in there. Like something on Instagram or. Something on Pinterest, and I saw that, and I was like, "Yes, golden gay time. That's I'm gonna need one of them." Now, the Jaffas, which are a uh, orange. Now you're not gonna like these as much, Kel, because you don't really like orange and chocolate together. I'm not a big orange and chocolate person, and I I blame those. Tony, do you guys have those? They're like the chocolate oranges that you smack. So good. They break open. I see, Kel, no, Tony and I like them. Yeah. For me. But, right, but Jeff is a different because it's uh, more about the candy shell. If you like yourself an M and M, potentially you could like these. Yeah. Mm, okay. I mean, I'd try. Kel, it was uh, a pleasure having you here. Uh, now I think we should have Tony tell people how they can get a hold of us. They can check us out. We're just Find hanging us. out by ourselves on Untapped. It's only yep. the two of us. We don't. We don't um, <laughs> communicate with anybody else. Uh, that man is Griff mm-hmm. AD. He has no friends on Untapped. So friend him up. Daff him up. Mm-hmm. For or God's in sake, in the virtual world, just daff him up. Um, I'm St. Moz on Untapped. You can daff me up or, or not. It's up to you. Uh, you can send us money because we fucking deserve it. We work hard, hence why these guys are going mm-hmm. on a vacation. Uh, KO-FI.com forward slash Beer Engine Podcast to donate to the show. You can send us an email, show at gmail.com. And that way you can ask for my address and then you can send me snail mail because why else would you use email or follow us on Instagram at beer engine or as I say, if you're Siri through my headphones, beer engine pod. Uh, so it's beer engine pod <laughs> on Instagram. And make sure you get on our discord. Uh, if you donate to us, you will get the discord link immediately. But it's also available at our bottom of our website. Uh, so just go to BeerEngineShow.com. Our little uh, video game controller is sitting there. Uh, you can just click on that, a.k.a. submarine controller. I know, Tony. It's sitting there <laughs> on the bottom of the website. Uh, you can click on that, and it will take you directly to our Discord where you can be. Uh, you don't have to do anything. You can just sit here and read the stories, or you can post in our mail keg, 
Or you can just tell us a funny thing that happened to you or tell us a good or shitty beer you drank. Um, we will cover the important Amaranth news next week, Tony, that is posted in Discord. Um, I know we're all uh, chomping at the bit uh, to find out more about what that could possibly mean. But we'll cover that. Champing at the bit. Champing at the bit. Uh, we'll cover that next week. Uh, great stuff. We will talk to you all later. Farewell. Bye.